Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the We Know Ball podcast. WKB, not Western Kentucky basketball. We Know Ball. My name is Ryan. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Episode 66, college football, week six, NFL, week five. All games are finished. Decided to go a day later this week. Fired off on a Tuesday as it is October 10th, 2023. 10-10, 2023. Well, 10-10 there. Not bad. Not bad at all. Lots to talk about. In college, in the NFL, we had some monster games. Monster games in college football. Had some pretty fun matchups in the NFL, and we're just going to dive straight into it. We always start with college, and we always go top to bottom in terms of ranking. Meaning, number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan, et cetera, et cetera. We go down and tell you the scores of each one of those games, give you a little bit of analysis and insight as to how those unfolded. So, without further ado, number one, Georgia. Georgia. Number one. Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia top seed takes on a 20th ranked Kentucky team at home for sure. But also a lot of people thought Kentucky was going to come in, make it a pretty close game. Be competitive, all the different things that usually get swirled around when Georgia plays a top ranked SEC opponent. And Georgia beats Kentucky 51 to 13. 51 to 13. Georgia beating the pulp out of Kentucky is worst case scenario for everybody in college football. Worst case scenario. Georgia had been searching for their identity the entire year, but weren't able to score a ton of points. We're kind of giving up a decent amount of points. And then everything takes shape against Kentucky on Saturday night. And they beat the hell out of them. Side note, cover Brock Bowers. Georgia has found their identity, and it is Carson Breck to Brock Bowers play defense. That's Georgia football this season. And if they do that, they will be three-time back-to-back-to-back national champions. Georgia looks nasty. By far the best team in the country, and I don't know if it's particularly close. So Georgia beats Kentucky 51 to 13. Number two, Michigan takes on an unranked Minnesota team, beats them 52 to 10. Michigan, 6 and 0. Looks good. 
Number three, Texas. Number 12, Oklahoma. Red River Showdown. Number three, Texas. Oklahoma. Number 12. Oklahoma beats Texas. 34 to 30. What do we make of this? What do we make of this game? What do we make of this outcome and this result? I can tell you very easily exactly what this means. Oklahoma beats Texas, but Texas just beat Alabama, but Alabama beat Texas and it anybody can beat anybody in college football this year. Literally, if you were in the top 15, you can beat anybody. Except Georgia. Georgia will probably run the table and win three straight national championships, which is crazy. But number 12, Oklahoma beats Texas. 34 to 30. Quinn Ewers, ugh, not a great day. 346, but one touchdown, two picks. Not going to win you a lot of football games with those Touchdown interception ratios. Oklahoma, big time win. Big time win. I think they jumped up to the top five. We'll take a look at the rankings after uh, we finish this college football scoreboard. But huge win for Oklahoma. Pretty big loss for Texas. Uh, ultimately, I think those two teams will probably end up rematching in the Big 12 championship. But... I don't know. I guess we'll see. Number four, Ohio State played Maryland. Maryland looked and everyone was hyping up Maryland a lot. They were 5-0 and coming in, 2-0 in the Big Ten coming in. Ohio State, 37, Maryland, 17. It was a little tight there for a second. In fact, I think it was 10-10 at half. And then Ohio State kind of turned it on in the second half. A lot of these teams are doing that this year, man. A lot of teams keeping it close, almost like feeling out their opponent. And then, you know, just kind of edging them out in the second half, outlasting them. Uh, number five, Florida State plays Virginia Tech, beats them 39-17. Okay. Fine. Florida State, great. Uh, I guess next up on the ranks, I don't know. I guess number seven, number eight didn't play. Oklahoma, or I mean, uh, Oregon and Washington didn't play. Okay. Uh, unless they played like a Monday or no, they didn't play. They didn't play. Number nine, USC played Arizona, beat them 43, 41, three overtimes. Caleb Williams looked eh. USC looked like shit. USC is not a good football team. They have an unbelievable quarterback. That's it. They have no running back, no receivers, no offensive linemen, no defense at all. USC is going to have at least two losses at the end of the year. At least. Caleb Williams is a freak. No question. USC stinks. They are horrible. Like, really a bad football team. 
Every week, they let their opponent score 40 points. Every week. Every single week, they let their opponent score 40 points. And their opponents usually aren't very good. Their defense does not exist. And Caleb Williams is really good. That's it. That's why they're winning. They're going to finish with at least two losses, maybe three, if they have to play somebody tough in a bowl game. Number 10, Notre Dame takes on number 25, Louisville. Louisville beats them 33 to 20. So Notre Dame, like, kind of sucks, actually. And that sucks because Sam Hartman doesn't suck, but also he does suck. Three picks against Louisville. Marcus Freeman, as a head coach, still just showing so many signs of inexperience, lack of, you know, uh, just, I don't even know the term. He's just, he lacks that, that presence that's necessary from a head coach at Notre Dame. I mean, they get Sam Hartman, they got Audric Estime, they got some good receivers, and they just aren't good. Why? Notre Dame had the college football playoff on a platter for them this year. They had to play a couple tough games. Ohio State, apparently Louisville, and I think they if they were to beat those two teams, they probably beat USC. I still think they probably do, but now it's like now they're five and two. Now they're out of the playoff. Lame. Sucks, because I thought Notre Dame was good, but they're not. And that sucks. Number 13, Washington State plays UCLA. Just loses. Unranked UCLA. Just loses to UCLA. 25 to 17. Washington State. Adios. See you never. Number 14, North Carolina. Plays Syracuse. Beats them 40 to 7. Now, uh... I don't know the rankings right now, but North Carolina is 5-0. Heads up. Oregon State, number 15, plays Cal, beats them 52-40. to Oregon State is the poor man's USC. They have a, a talented quarterback. They score points. They give up a jillion points every week, hoping that they just outscore their opponent. That's exactly what Oregon State is. Uh, and if they have to play anybody physical who can stop their offense from scoring, they will lose by 30 points. Number 16, Ole Miss played Arkansas, beat them 27 to 20. Number 17, Miami played Georgia Tech, lost in the most improbable way I've ever seen. If you didn't see it, I'm not honestly, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. And it's mostly because A, Miami is irrelevant. B, I don't want to spend my time on this show in this episode talking about garbage. And that's what the Miami team and coaching staff is after what unfolded in that game. Basically, Miami had the ball. They were winning in that game 20 to 17. They uh, had the ball with under a minute like a second down play or something. And uh, they ran the ball. They got it short. And then it, it basically it ended up working out 
to a situation where Georgia Tech did not have a timeout to stop the clock. Miami had the ball on a third down play under 40 seconds, meaning the play clock was irrelevant at that point. Like it was like eight on the play clock and like 37 on the game clock. And Miami had the ball winning with no timeouts for the opponent. And they decided to run the ball instead of kneel the ball and win the football game. And when they run the ball, they fumbled. Georgia Tech recovered. And then with 23 seconds left on the game clock, Georgia Tech goes 60 plus yards and scores a touchdown to win the football game. Miami, garbage. Mario Cristobal, the head coach, garbage human. Horrible. Not a human. I shouldn't say a human being. Horrendous head coach. That is so, so embarrassing. Fired. Get out. Number 23, LSU, played number 21, Missouri, and beat them 49-39. LSU's defense continues to be hot garbage. Their team continues to be hot garbage. Get them out. I hate them. Number 24, Fresno State, 5-0 coming in, plays Wyoming, and loses the football game. So, Fresno State, adios. See you never. Oh, uh, skipped over my boys because they are at the top of the uh, scoreboard here as I have them listed as a favorite in my ESPN account. But Alabama, number 11, Alabama played Texas A&M at Texas A&M. A lot of people, oh, my gosh, and A&M's better. A&M's better. A&M's better. A&M's better. I've dogged Alabama a little bit, but they're my guys. They're my team. They're my bandwagon squad that I live and die for. Alabama goes in and beats A&M 26-20. Jimbo. I don't even, I'm not going to say anything about Jimbo Fisher, but I want to be nice on this show. I want to be nice. AP poll rankings after last week's matchups and all those wins I just told you about. Georgia stays at one. Michigan stays at two. Ohio State jumps up from three. I'm sorry. They, Ohio State moves up a spot from number four to number three. House, jeez uh, Louise. <sighs> Run that back, huh? Georgia one, Michigan two. No change. Ohio State. Moves up from number four to number three. Florida State moves up from number five to number four. So the top four teams, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. Got it. Oklahoma jumps all the way up from number 12 to number five. Big time jump. They'd leap over Oregon, Washington, and Penn State. And I think deservingly with that win over Texas. But I mentioned those other teams. So Oklahoma's at five. Penn State is at six. Washington is at number seven. Oregon is at number eight. Texas drops big time from number three all the way down to number nine. USC drops from number nine to number 10. Down a spot despite winning. But clearly, like I've said, everyone can see they are a garbage football team. Alabama stays at 11. North Carolina is up to number 12, and they're undefeated. Ole Miss up to number 13. Louisville jumps 11 spots from the 25th ranked on the outside looking in pretty much to number 14. Big time win for Louisville. Oregon State 16. Utah, uh, Oregon State 15. Utah, 16. Duke, 17. UCLA, 18. Washington State, 
drops big time to number 19, Tennessee. Wait. Tennessee and Washington State are tied at 19. That's weird unless that's a typo. Notre Dame is still somehow in the top 25. Jeez, man. They're at number 11. They drop 11 to number 21. They go from 10 to 21. LSU is, uh, goes up a spot to 22. <sighs> okay. Kansas 23. Kentucky drops down to number 24. And Miami drops eight spots to number 25. Ooh. Miami. Boo. Boo. That's college football. Next week, week seven, college football already, by the way. Jeez, that's crazy. Big time games. Looking through the slate here. I mean, there's one glaringly obvious. I mean, that's college game day. It's, it's everything. Uh, but we'll skip over that for now. Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, so number 15, Oregon State plays against number 18, UCLA. Top 25. Number 12, North Carolina plays against number 25, Miami. So top 25. Number 10, USC, plays number 21, Notre Dame. Top 25. Tennessee plays Texas A&M. It's number 19 Tennessee team against A&M. I mean, it's not top 25, but, you know, decent game. Uh, Florida State plays Syracuse. Decent game. Uh... Rest are kind of garbage, except for Oregon, Washington. Dude, that's going to be crazy. Number eight, Oregon at number seven, Washington. Top 10 matchup. College game day, ABC, afternoon slate. Woo! Let's go, baby. Love the top 10 matchups. Love those. Should be fun. Should be a good time. Over under at 67. Interesting. Should be a good game. Should be fun to watch. So that's college football. Moving on. NFL. Let's go straight into it. Scoreboard. Thursday night football. Bears, Commanders. Bears get their first one of the season. 40 to 20. Commanders, garbage. Bears, garbage. But I'll drop something for you here. Bears beat the Commanders 40 to 20. Justin Fields is a good quarterback. He's been on bad teams. He's had horrible offensive lines. He's had horrible play callers. He's had horrible coaches. He's had horrible weapons around him for most of the time he's spent in the NFL. But he's good. In fact, he's really good. I'd go as far to say as his ceiling is top 10 to top seven quarterbacks in the league. He's not there yet. He's not even close. I'm not saying he is. What I am saying is Bears fans or even football fans, it's just not Justin Fields' fault that your team is garbage. It's not. Quarterbacks don't play well when they don't have protection or weapons, and their defense gives up 14 trillion points per game. 
Yeah, you know what? They'll lose a lot. Why don't we take a look at the GameCast, the, the box score here? Oh, is that 15 for 29 with four touchdowns and no picks? That's pretty darn good. Justin Fields this season, 11 touchdowns, five picks, 95 passer rating. Pretty darn good, if you ask me. You got a passer rating at or around 95? Uh, you're pretty good. Newsflash, you're pretty good. Stop dogging Justin Fields. He is a good quarterback. He needs help around him, and he will continue to succeed. On Sunday, Jets beat the Broncos 31-21. to Are the Jets good? No. Are the Broncos complete and utter hot garbage? Yes. Broncos fans, football fans, everyone said, before the Russell Wilson trade, man, if they just had a quarterback, well, they got a quarterback last year, had a horrible head coach, horrible play calling and terrible protection. And they lost a lot of games this year. They're the same team. I don't know why people thought the Broncos are going to be good. Uh, hand up. That's me. Is there some bias there? Yeah, maybe. I just thought Sean Payton would have these guys more ready to go, more motivated, firing off the ball a little bit quicker, not fumbling not letting up sacks, getting after the quarterback. Broncos are horrible. And they're in a bad spot. If you ask me if I'd rather be the Bears at one and four or the Broncos at one and four, I would rather be the Bears one million times out of a hundred. Because the Broncos are one and four. The Bears are one and four. But the Broncos don't have any draft picks for the next decade. Shout out Russ. Shout out Sean Payton. I mean, if you're the Broncos at the trade deadline, trade everybody. Every player you have, trade them for draft picks. Everybody. You have to do it. What a disaster for the Broncos. Disaster situation. Jeez, man. Like the Broncos sat down at the blackjack table and put their last $20 to their name on one hand. Got dealt a 16 with the dealer showing 10 and they doubled down. And they busted. Big time busted. Now it's time to cut your losses, get back to square one, start from scratch.
Brutal. Brutal scenes in Denver. First game of the day on Sunday, a little London series action. Jags and Bills. Jags beat the Bills. Um, I don't know what to make of this. Jags are a weird team. Bills are a weird team. Because kind of like coming into the game, I don't know. I, I think the Bills and the travel, uh, it, London, Jags were already there. I think that had a lot bigger parts to do with it than, uh, than it's kind of being made. I mean, good for the Jags. Kind of took advantage of that situation, but I don't think the Bills, it's not, if I'm Bills Mop, it's not time to panic. It's just kind of weird. It was just a weird game and uh, slow moving. And I, I don't know. It was fine. It's just like Bills had some injuries. It's kind of like one of those, just kind of like regroup, you know? Get me out of London and just regroup. Uh, Falcons beat the Texans 21 to 19. Falcons are three and two. Why are they three and two? I don't know. I don't know. The Lions beat the Panthers 42 to 24. Uh, the Lions are a good football team. Newsflash the Detroit Lions are the best team in the NFC North. Uh, newsflash Jared Goff is good. Uh, newsflash Dan Campbell's an exceptional head coach. Uh, newsflash. The Lions might be getting a bye this year. Will they be the top seed? Mm, probably not. They're going to have to deal with and account for the 49ers and the Eagles. I get it. But the Lions are good. Really good. Colts beat the Texans 23 to 16. The tech, uh, sorry, Colts beat the Titans 23 to 16. Uh, Anthony Richardson is hurt. He's out for a few weeks. That's not great for the Colts. Uh, however, they have Minshew Magic as a backup. He is perfectly fine for the time being. Meanwhile, the Titans are garbage. Like, they're horrible. They're two and three. And they always just like win games they shouldn't, and then they lose games they shouldn't. And this was a game they absolutely should not have lost, but they did. So, like, the Titans are just, ugh, God, every year. And then every year, it's like they're nine and eight, and they're just like in the playoffs. How? And then they lose, right? Dolphins play the Giants, beat them 31 to 16. I mean, Giants are just terrible. Dolphins are good. Um, Dolphins didn't even play that well, and they still beat the crap out of the Giants. Uh, Saints beat the Patriots 34-0. Patriots are 1-4. They're 0-3 at home. Mac Jones looks like hot garbage, and Belichick just stands on the sideline and stares at the game the whole time. Number one, I want to make this abundantly clear. I do not, have not, will not, and never, ever, 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 ever will even consider feeling bad for the Patriots or their fans ever in a million years. Yeah, Tom Brady, you have 35 Super Bowls. Just pipe down. 
If you hear or see a Patriots fan complaining at any point this season, I I'm not going to condone violence, but keep that to a minimum because that's a joke if they're complaining. What did you expect? Who's going to be your top receiver this year coming in? Who, who was it going to be? Hunter Henry? Oh, was that two-headed monster of Ramondre Stevenson and a washed Ezekiel Elliott going to carry your run game this year with Mac Jones slicing and dicing? Newsflash, Pats. Mac Jones is a non-mobile quarterback. He needs to be protected in a clean pocket like he was at Alabama with weapons. Then he is effective. Otherwise, the situation you're putting him now, it's like putting a baby in the pocket and being like, go throw. Good luck. Don't feel bad for the Pats. This was so obvious to see from a mile away. They're not a good football team. They probably shouldn't be getting blown out 34 to nothing at home, but it's not Mac Jones' fault. This roster was not assembled anywhere near to a level of potentially having success. Makes no sense why anybody thought the Patriots were going to be good, especially Patriots fans. And if they complain about it, shut it down. Steelers beat the Ravens 17 to 10. Uh, Lamar Jackson, are you good or not? Every week. Like every week after... The MVP season. Actually, you know what? I'm going to drop this on you guys. Since he won the MVP, Lamar Jackson isn't really that good. He hasn't been that good. His numbers aren't that good. People talk about top quarterbacks in the league. If Lamar Jackson's anywhere near your top five, you're out of your mind. You don't know ball. Lamar Jackson is effective. He is a good passer. He is a good runner. He is not a top five quarterback in the league, and it's really not close. Because every time he plays a tough defense, he gets shut down. He makes horrible throws, horrible decisions. Oh, and by the way, he has horrendous body language. How many times they show him just spiking his helmet on the sideline? Literally four separate occasions. Oh, because that's what you love to see from a franchise quarterback who's demanding 50 million a year. You love to see him not have success, come over and throw his helmet. Anytime you see Jalen Hurts throw his helmet. Anytime you see Joe Burrow throw his helmet. Anytime you see Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert throw their helmet. Overreaction, sure. But also, Ravens need to beat the Steelers. Steelers are garbage. And when your quarterback, Lamar Jackson, plays a tough defense, you need to be able to just overcome that and not lose. Steelers defense, though, is crazy good, and that's going to keep them in for a long time. Eagles play the Rams, beat them 23-14. to 14. Eagles are gritty. Eagles find a way to win football games. Eagles are good. Rams, they're fine, but also not that good. Eagles are 5-0. and oh. Uh, Bengals and Cardinals. Bengals beat the Cardinals 34 to 20. Bengals improved to two and three. That game and that outcome of the Bengals beating the Cardinals 34 to 20 is a worst case scenario for the rest of the league. 
worst case scenario. And it happens seemingly every year. Bengals off to a slow start. Jamar Chase kind of okay. Joe Mixon just kind of middle of the pack. And then they just catch fire. And the last thing any NFL defense wanted to see was Jamar Chase's stat line of 15 for a buck 92 and three touchdowns. And Joe Burrow slinging the rock 60 yards down the field. Heads up. Look out in the rest of the league. Bengals start one and three. They may end up being seven and three. Seriously. Chiefs played the Vikings, beat them 27 to 20. Chiefs are not that good. Vikings are horrendous. Vikings, fans, players, anybody in the NFL wondering what's going on. It's the old saying, water always finds its level. Last year, the Vikings won literally every one possession game they were in. This year, they've lost every one possession game they've been in. Water finds its level. Last year, they had luck. This year, they don't. Combine that with their defense is terrible. And uh, I don't know. They're just, they're just meh. They're just meh. 49ers played the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, beat them 42-10. to 10. Dak didn't look great. Everybody is so quick to jump on Dak Prescott when he doesn't look good, and I think that's super lame. I don't think Dak Prescott's a superstar and saying all-American NFL MVP quarterback. I don't think he's a, a top five or top seven quarterback, but I don't think him having a bad game against the 49ers is like his fault. The 49ers are a wagon, dude. I know they probably won't, but if the 49ers finish this year 18 and 0, or 17 and 0, rather, if the 49ers don't lose a game in the regular season, stroll through the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, and become the second team ever to go entirely undefeated, it like really just wouldn't be that surprising, like at all. The 49ers, it's like every week, one of their guys just goes nuclear. Week one, Brandon Ayuk. Weeks two and three, McCaffrey, probably. Debo, mix him in there. Week four, or, or this, I think week four was Debo. Like, it's anybody. And then, oh, they play the Cowboys? George Kittle. Forgot he was on the team. Brock Purdy. Excellent quarterback. <laughs> the 49ers are. I think the 49ers of 2023 have the potential, the ceiling to go down as the best team in NFL history. It's, it's that it's they're that crazy. How do you. They're they're never going to lose. Who are they going to lose to? And I, I know that it just happens and the NFL is the NFL and teams can lose and anybody can be anybody, I guess, in theory. But, man, the 49ers, 
I mean, it's got to be 49ers or Super Bowl or bust for those guys. Has to be. As a 49ers fan, as a member of that organization, anything less than a Super Bowl victory this year, in my eyes, is a disappointment. Because they are a fully loaded wagon. Crazy, crazy, crazy how good they are. Monday Night Football snooze fest between two garbage teams. Uh, Packers at the Raiders. Raiders beat them 17 to 13. Snooze. Boring. Meh. Uh, Packers, Jordan Love is not that good, but like he's fine, but he's not that good. Uh, Raiders. Not good. Kind of a snooze fest. That's all the games, guys. Bye weeks or bye te- bye week teams for this week: Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Bucks. So next week, some of the uh, more intriguing matchups: Thursday night Broncos Chiefs. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> London game Ravens at t- Ravens Titans. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Commanders Falcons Sunday. Okay. Vikings, Bears, Toilet Bowl, Seahawks, Bengals at Cincinnati should be interesting. Should be interesting. 49ers, Browns in Cleveland. San Francisco minus five and a half. That is hilarious. Panthers at the Dolphins. Ooh. Colts, Jags should be interesting. Three and two teams. Saints, Texans should be interesting. Patriots at the Raiders. God, throw up on my face. Cardinals, Rams. Okay. Lions and Bucks. So hold on. Sorry, I skipped over. Eagles and Jets in New York. Okay. Uh, Lions and Bucks. Should be a good game. Giants, Bills. Bills are favored by 14. Holy cow. Uh, And then Monday night is Cowboys, Chargers. Should be a decent football game there. Five weeks next week are Packers and Steelers. Thank God. Those two teams are just miserable to watch. Either way, hopefully you guys enjoyed episode 66 of the We Know Ball podcast. We got oh uh baseball, baseball, really quick. Sorry, I want to talk baseball. Um yeah, you know, actually I did want to talk baseball. And we'll keep it here because we could, you know, uh go to We Know Baseball Podcast, but honestly, kind of that thing's on the back burner now. And it's just a few teams playing left, and it's just kind of whatever. Uh, so the situation is the D-backs and Dodgers are playing. D-backs just went into LA, took two. The Phillies played the Braves. They took the first one, and the Braves came back and beat them in the second. Um, you've got the top-seeded Orioles with the best record. Played two home games against the Rangers, lost them both. Wasn't ideal, you know. It 
a lot of these top seeded teams in baseball are losing in this NLDS, ALDS division series round. I'll let you know right now. If you are either a fan of the top teams in baseball or an outside fan of the game, and you are complaining about the current playoff format, you are a loser. That is a loser mindset. That is an excuses-based mindset, and I will not hear any of it. I won't hear any of it. You're going to sit back and tell me the Dodgers were at a disadvantage because they didn't play for a couple of days while the D-backs are out there grinding, battling on the road, using up all their pitching, diving for balls, running out ground balls, sleeping in a hotel. Give me a break, dude. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about that they need to change the format? Why? Oh, it's because you're losing and you're lame. And you're losing. Dodgers, lame. So lame. It's not, it's not the rest of the league's fault that you guys choke every year in the playoffs. It's such a lame excuse. Oh, but the Orioles, too. They were the top team. The Orioles are young and inexperienced. And newsflash, they have no pitching. That's why the Rangers are kicking the shit out of them. That's it. Astros and Twins, kind of evenly matched. Some postseason experience about. Okay, they split the first two. Phillies and Braves. Yeah, Braves are an offensive juggernaut, but Phillies have great pitching, great starting pitching. They match up. They got a good offense. All the guys were on their World Series team last year. They split a game apiece. Because that's good baseball. That's what good baseball teams do. That's why the Astros won the first game. That's why the Braves battled back and won one of their games. But young, inexperienced team in the Orioles, I get it. It happens. It sucks because I want to see the Orioles do well, but let's be honest. They weren't going to make a deep run. But the Dodgers. Oh my God. Even if they end up coming out and coming back against the Diamondbacks, what did you think was going to happen with these guys? Playoff Kershaw is. I'm trying to think of I, without without going over the line because God, I hate the Dodgers. Kershaw. Okay, I'll put it this way: the Dodgers were counting on thirty-five to thirty, mid to late thirties, back end of his career, Clayton Kershaw to carry the pitching staff, a bunch of rookies in the rest of the rotation, not their fault, just injuries, whatever, and then Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith. And then the rest of their team, again, newsflash, is not that good. Miguel Rojas, not good. Kike Hernandez, not good. David Peralta, not good. Max Muncy, not that good this year. James Altman, rookie. Like, what do you, what did you think was going to happen? They came out flat. D backs are ready to go. Had better pitching lined up. 
jumped on him early, came out ready to go. The Dodgers fans complaining about the current playoff format in baseball and other fans too complaining about it or jumping on that same bandwagon with that argument. So lame, so lame. Boo, boo, lame, boo, lame. It's not everyone else's fault that the Dodgers choke. Every year they choke. Every year they choke. They choked last year against the Padres. They're choking this year against the Diamondbacks. They choked against the Braves in 2021. Choke, choke, choke over and over and over and over again. And it's everyone else's fault. Lame. Ugh, so lame. God. So lame. By the way, their fans show up in the second inning and leave in the seventh or eighth. I saw a tweet from a reporter during game two when the Dodgers didn't score in like the seventh inning, that people were heading towards the exits after the seventh. They don't deserve to win in the playoffs. They don't deserve for a playoff format change. What? Lame. Boo, lame. Oh, I hate the Dodgers. God, that's so lame. You know what losers do? They complain. Lame losers complain about circumstances. You know what winners do? They show up and they don't make excuses and they win. It's what the Rangers are doing. It's what the D-backs are doing. Dodgers, lame. Boo, lame. That's all I got, guys. I'm, I'm done ranting. I'm so sick of the, oh, God. So lame. So lame. Anyways, hopefully you guys enjoyed. I said it before, but hopefully you guys enjoyed episode 66 of the We Know Ball podcast. Follow us on social media at Ryan Knows Ball. That's my handle. At We Know Ball Sports, Instagram, uh, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, greatly appreciate it. Go check us out on those social media platforms. Give out gambling picks, give out hot takes, all the good stuff. So either way, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Try to make up for it. Fire to the end.